Hi there, welcome to the Neurodivergent Magic Podcast. I'm your host, Megan Griffith, and I am so excited to have you here. On this podcast, we talk about all forms of neurodivergence, from ADHD to learning disorders to giftedness to autism and more. If any of that sounds familiar, welcome to Neurodivergent Magic. Hello, guys, gals, and non-binary pals, and welcome back to the Neurodivergent Magic Podcast. I am so excited for you to hear today's interview. We are talking to the one and only Pix, uh, also known as Love Pixity on TikTok, and their videos honestly blew my freaking mind. It was incredible, and I absolutely knew I had to interview her as soon as I saw them. So uh, I brought them on the podcast, and we are talking today specifically about this idea of the autistic awakening. So if that sparks something in you, if that sounds very familiar, stick around because you're going to want to hear what Pix has to say. Hey, Pix, how are you? I'm great. How are you doing? I'm super good. I'm so stoked for this conversation. I'm excited too. Yay. Okay. So for those of you listening, uh, Pix is here to talk about uh, what they call the autistic awakening. And I'm so excited because that the moment I read that description in our email exchange, I was like, yes, this is going to be a great conversation. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm so pumped. So why don't we first, before we dive in, um, tell people just a little bit, I know this is the worst question in the world, but a little bit about (laughs) yourself, um, and, uh, where they can follow you. Yeah. Um, I am a young adult. Um, I am autistic. I have ADHD. Um, I kind of describe myself as a bit of a chaos goblin. Um, I just graduated. I have a degree in education and I'm hoping to go into accessible education, um, as someone who's autistic. Um, I've always wanted to be a teacher and work with, you know, kids with special needs, but however you want to call it, um, even before I realized that I myself was one of those kids, um, and yeah, you can follow me on TikTok um, at Love Pixity and almost most other social media platforms. It's also Love Pixity. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I definitely want people to go follow you because some of your videos have been so eye-opening for me. That's why I reached out because I was like, oh my goodness, if this person is willing to be on my podcast, that would be so cool. <laughs> <laughs> I think you had one where it was like, finding out that you're autistic is like finding out that you're driving a different type of car. Yeah. That was mind blowing to me. (laughs) Mind blowing. Yeah. I love that like kind of metaphor. I say it's like finding, like thinking you've been driving a car with a regular engine your entire life. And all of the problems that you're having are just because you suck at driving. And then one day realizing that you've been actually driving a hybrid this entire time. And you've just been doing completely the wrong maintenance. And it wasn't you. It was just you weren't using the right tools. And then finding out what the right tools are, just absolutely eye-opening experience. Changes literally everything. Such a good metaphor. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Okay. I'm glad it resonates because I am not a car person. So, <laughs> <laughs> No, neither am I, but I am the type of person who neglects to take care of her car. And so that yeah. sort of resonated. <laughs> Same, honestly. <laughs> um, okay. So let's talk a little bit about what you call the autistic awakening. What is that? And uh, can you just talk a little bit more about that? 
Yeah. So um, there's all sorts of language that people use to kind of talk about realizing that they're autistic. Um, you know, we talk about like self-diagnosis versus self-identification, et cetera. I like the term autistic awakening um, just because it it really is just like a self-realization moment and almost like you're waking up after so many years of like being half asleep or you're surfacing after being underwater for so long. And so many things just didn't make sense. Now all of a sudden do. And you're seeing the world through just a completely different lens. And all of a sudden, everything makes sense. And it's just, I mean, you're finally awake after who knows how long. Um, and it's an alliteration, which, you know, is nice. <laughs> I like how it sounds. I like how it feels to say. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I absolutely love that. On like a personal note, I feel like if we're going with the sleep metaphor, I feel like I'm in a sleep paralysis stream right now because I've got like one foot in to like, maybe I'm autistic and one foot out, like, no, there's no way I'm autistic. And so I'm trapped. <laughs> yeah, no, honestly, like I get that too, every single day. Um, and then I will like, go back over my entire life and I'm like no I, I I'm probably autistic and I talk to my husband he's like no yeah like you're you're autistic like you're you're fine but then you know you go talk to a doctor and they're like uh well cheerleaders aren't autistic so <laughs> it's like come on dude that is but yeah no I, yeah, I oh my oh, yeah. gosh what nonsense <laughs> yeah I, right it's ugh. frustrating. It is so frustrating. When I brought it up with my psychiatrist, who's very old school, I knew this wasn't going to go well. I'm not sure why I did it. Um, (laughs) I brought up that I thought I might be autistic. And what did he say exactly? Um, Well, you're not rocking back and forth and rambling on about dinosaurs. So if you're autistic, it's not that bad. Like what? Bro. Like, I think based on his tone, based on his tone, I think he was trying to make me feel better, which is a strange thing to say to make someone feel better. Uh, But I think he thought that I thought like, oh no, I'm autistic and broken and terrible, which is not the thought that I had, (laughs) you know, but it's it's very odd. Like anytime, I think, I think that's probably a a generalization across the board that anytime someone brings up themselves, the idea of them being autistic and a professional dismisses them, they genuinely think they're being comforting, but it's like, I wouldn't have brought this up to you in the manner that I did. If I was like feeling some type of way about it, you know, if, if I bring it up to you and I'm like, yeah, I think I'm autistic. Like, here's all my reasonings. And you know, you're generally kind of positive throughout the conversation. Like, I it, it's so confusing why they would want to be like, oh, don't worry. Like, no, you're not. Like, you're just really smart. You're okay. It's fine. It's like, like, I wish people would ask like, okay, what are your feelings about this? Like, are you feeling generally positive about this? Or are you feeling concerned about it, you know, just to kind of gauge. And they say we're the ones with like social (laughs) interaction issues and empathy issues, but like they just, 
they like to assume a lot what we're feeling but yeah it's it's like they're trying to comfort us and it's like no that's the opposite of what you're doing my friend right exactly and yeah. I think it's confusing to a certain extent but it's also not confusing it's just like deeply entrenched ableism this idea yeah. that autism is bad is just so pervasive that even mental health providers fall into it yeah totally and it's it's such a bummer such a bummer to see yeah yeah absolutely so if you don't mind do you want to tell us a little bit about your autistic awakening like how did it yeah. start <laughs> so okay i i don't actually really know when it started like i know when it started for real but as i go back and look through my life you know when you're on tumblr in like 2012 or like 2010 and everyone's taking those like what mental disorders do you have quizzes and then like posting the results on their blogs and stuff um I definitely never did that sarcasm um <laughs> in those quizzes there would be like you know what percentage autistic are you and those ones always intrigued me the most like they never told me I was autistic because it was the like do you like dinosaurs and do you like making eye contact and things like that and at that point I never really thought about it but I, I kept going back to them but anyway fast forward to um I want to say fall 2019 um I well backstory I have a sibling who is diagnosed or ha was diagnosed with ADHD several years ago when they were in high school so fall 2019 I'm struggling in college um, some of my peers have ADHD and kind of talk about it. And so I start thinking, I wonder if I also have ADHD. So I was looking into it, taking the quizzes, things like that. Um, at that time too, there were, do you have autism quizzes? And again, I was really intrigued by them and I kept coming back to them and they kept telling me no, but for some reason I kept taking them which was because at the point I wasn't really interested in autism. Like I hadn't researched it on my own at all. Um, but they kept telling me no. Anyway, so I get diagnosed with ADHD. We learned in one of my classes um, for my degree that for a while you couldn't be diagnosed with ADHD and autism at the same time. And that really, really interested me because I was like, why? Like, what is the overlap between them? So I started looking into the overlap. I couldn't, like, I, I watched videos specifically on what is the difference between autism and ADHD? How do you know if you have one but not the other? How do you know what the differences are? Um, and so those are really intriguing to me. Um, I, I couldn't really get it because I kind of related to stuff on both sides, which like, duh, <laughs> now that makes sense. Um, but, and then um, like summer 2020, I got on TikTok um, and I started seeing like, autistic women making videos and I was relating to them and so I started looking through hashtag like autistic girl autistic women autistic adults and I started relating to them more and more and more and I was like okay I think I need to look into this a little bit more um and so I like took some more you know online tests self-assessments I watched a ton of um like YouTube lectures um there's a professor professor or doctor in um England I'm not remembering his name right now but um one video that you know what let me quickly look it up because it's literally bookmarked because I love the video so <laughs> much um maybe I deleted the bookmark I don't remember um but it was like 
women or Asperger's in women and girls or something like that. It was made a while ago. Um, so I can kind of excuse that language, but he talked very explicitly about um, like the traits and how they might look um, in like female centric interests and every single trait. I was like, Oh, Oh, I do that. Um, and he used Hermione Granger as a great example for like all of them, which was great because Harry Potter is like one of my longest running special interests. Um, and so in watching those and then taking like you can take the rads um, online and things like that, I started getting, you know, when the cutoff is 65 and you get like a score above 100, then you're like, oh, this is this is probably something. Um, and so it was like that fall or something that I brought it up to my husband. And I was like, um. I think I might be autistic. And he was really sweet about it. I was so anxious to to talk to him about it, but he was really sweet about it. We were like in the car on the way to Jamba Juice. Because <laughs> um, it's like the closest one is like 30 minutes from us. So it's where we have a lot of good talks. Um, and yeah, that was kind of, it was kind of a long process, but kind of a short process too. I don't know. It was a, a long time coming, but once I actually started looking at it, I was like, oh, this is ticking every box. Um, and then, so yeah, I kind of realized fall 2020. Um, that was when I guess my awakening was <laughs> completed, <laughs> which was just in time for Sia to pull her stuff. So that was great. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. We're not, we're not going to go into that in this particular no. episode, but oh, it's a mess. We don't need to. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Okay. That is so similar, I think, to my own experience. I wonder yeah. a lot of autistic awakenings are especially late diagnosed, like adults and stuff. I wonder if they're all very similar. Um, obviously we don't all have the same experience, but I yeah. think a lot of us have this underlying sense that something about us is different. And we're looking mm -hmm. for an explanation, hence taking those quizzes on Tumblr, which I also totally <laughs> did uh, <Yeah. laughs> for sure. Um, yeah. And so we're looking for answers and we're looking for explanations and nothing quite fits because we don't really consider autism because there's one very specific view of it. It's white, yeah. it's male, it's young and yeah it's trains and dinosaurs, you know, all these silly stereotypes that, you know, you hope that you're smarter than, but at the end of the day, none of us are, uh, we all have, mm -hmm. what does Hank Green call them? Like brain holes where like certain <laughs> stereotypes that. just fit really naturally. And it's so tempting to let them fit. And if you don't yeah. have the education, then you just hold stereotypes without even realizing you're doing it. Yeah. Especially because we're all so trusting. Like, if that's all we've been taught, why wouldn't we believe it? It's taken me so many years to learn how to doubt things that I hear. And I'm still not great at it. If you seem trustworthy, I will take everything you say at face value. And so I fall into a lot of those stereotype traps just because I trust the people around me. Yeah. Yeah, that is very familiar for me as well, actually, now that you're saying that. <laughs> I definitely yeah. do exactly that. Um, yeah. Have a hard time not believing people or taking what they say with a grain of salt. Yeah. Cause why would you lie? Like I wouldn't lie to you. That just doesn't occur to me. So it doesn't occur to me that someone else would be lying to me. Cause it's like, right. what, what's the point? <laughs> 
Like, <laughs> it's yeah. a waste of time. Yeah. So I think for my autistic awakening, one big thing that stuck out to me was Samantha Kraft's unofficial list of, um, I think she uses the term Asperger's too, um, but list of autism in women and girls. Have you seen that list by chance? I, it sounds vaguely familiar, but I don't know if I'm thinking of something else um, that kind of hits similar themes. Yeah. Well, in the show notes, we will include the link to the video that you were talking about. And then we'll include the link to this list um, because I think everybody should see them both because the video you're set, you were talking about sounds amazing. Um, and yeah, then I also, really yeah, <laughs> I also want to share this list because it was so different from anything I'd ever heard autism described as, and all of it was me. And I was like, oh shit. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Let's see. What else do we want to talk about when it comes to the autistic awakening? Um, did you have any like stumbling blocks or roadblocks along the way? Or was it oh, like totally. or was it smooth I mean, sailing? <laughs> it I mean, there's like the the doubting like whether you are or aren't. Um, and then because I was diagnosed with ADHD. Um, like in 2019, when I was looking into that, um, I wasn't sure if what I was experiencing, because I mentioned that I had some friends who also had ADHD, um, but I wasn't sure if what I was experiencing was different to them because um, I have ADHD combined type. Um, and I think one of them has an attentive type. Um, and I think well, I think the other one might have combined type as well. But so I wasn't sure if like they had an attentive type and I had combined type with the hyperactivity included, if that could explain the differences. Um, and so I actually had a conversation with one of them um, in like early fall um, 2020 um, to say like, can we talk about ADHD? And can I ask you about like your experience with ADHD versus um, like my experience with it. And so we talked about things like, um, I think one of the questions on a lot of the quizzes are like, can you tell when people are getting bored? Um, uh, like when you're talking to them. And I was like, not at all. <laughs> I have no idea if you're bored. Um, but this friend was saying like, I might notice that you're bored, but I literally cannot stop myself from continuing to talk. Um, and so I could relate to like the literally not being able to stop yourself part, but like I couldn't even tell if people were getting bored. Um, and so that was helpful to um, like kind of compare directly those experiences um, with someone. I mean, I guess, you know, she could turn out to be autistic too, but um, it was with someone that I noticed a lot of differences um, in myself with. Um, but I mean, also at that time, I was falling out with that group of friends um, and that was really hard and really painful. And it actually turned out to be because of a lot of my autistic traits um, because I would make comments in class that weren't rude to me, um, but were rude to everyone else um, or, you know, just things like that. Um, and so we were, falling out and until I realized that I was autistic like the falling out had started like eight months earlier than that but until I realized I was autistic I had no idea what was happening and I had no idea why it was happening 
and then the autistic awakening happened and um and I was like oh that's what's going on um and that was actually a pattern in my life too I would have a group of friends that I could maintain for about a year and a half to two years and then I would have a falling out with them and I would just kind of find myself ostracized from the group and then a year later the same pattern would happen and it's been happening since I was in like elementary school um and so realizing that being autistic probably led all of those um was I mean not really a stumbling block I don't I don't know but it was um it was good information to have but it was also hard too because on the one hand I knew why all this was happening but on the other hand like if they just said something to me in the moment then we could have avoided a lot of the miscommunication you know because if I say something rude that I don't think is rude but they think is rude they could have just said hey that's rude and I could have said I did not mean it that way let me rephrase but they assumed that I knew it was rude so I don't think that's what you meant by stumbling block um but no, but I, I understand that. Like there's a certain amount of grief that comes along with the autistic awakening yeah. for all of the things that you missed out on or all of the things that went the wrong way because you didn't like could have been avoided if you simply had known what was going on. Yeah, exactly. Um, and you look through your whole life after that and realize just how many things could have gone differently or could have gone better had you had that information and also had the people around you had that information too. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as like stumbling blocks, like did I ever doubt myself or did anything ever really get in the way at the time? Not really. Like I, I was sitting with it for like several months and then kind of was ready to say, okay, like I am autistic. Um, I think in this, December or January was when I first started feeling comfortable saying like I am autistic like on TikTok and stuff for a while I was still feeling like some imposter syndrome um and then for a while it was kind of smooth sailing like I had the information for myself I was kind of trying to get a formal diagnosis or at least just like talk to someone um who could talk me through the pros and cons of a formal diagnosis um and then I finally got an appointment like eight months later um so this was like last summer and that was a travesty um and so I, I had a moment of like am I am I wrong like have I just been making this all up and then he sent me the like appointment notes and I was like no he just doesn't know what he's talking about because <laughs> he just told me things that were factually inaccurate like he said autistic people don't have light sensitivity I was like that's not true <laughs> nope so I yeah I was able to kind of stubborn my way through that one (laughs) in in a bit of like an I'm right you're factually inaccurate so I don't have to be doubted by you but this also all happened during quarantine when I was on my own a lot of the time and I wasn't around a lot of peers that could have kind of gotten in the way or made me feel more self-conscious Um, because I could just choose to surround myself with other awesome autistic people on TikTok or, you know, in other spaces of the internet. And that was really helpful um, and helped me feel like really confident in that identity and in that part of myself. 
Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of people had their autistic awakening during quarantine because of oh, yeah. the lack of other human interaction. And like, you could surround yourself with people who were actually supportive. Um, mm-hmm. and you, you had that option for the first time. And, um, yeah, I think when we stopped being around people and then we had to start going back to being around people, I think that's when a lot of light switches went off. Like, oh, this is way more stressful for me than I ever realized. Yeah. Or I'm a lot weirder than all of you. Like it was during Zoom classes that I first started noticing just how much I move because you see the entire class just on your screen and everyone's just kind of like sitting there still in their corner of or their like little box. And I'm all over the place and so my movement stood out so much more than everyone else's and that was kind of a moment for me of like oh I really do like kind of stim a lot um Mm -hmm. and so that was helpful just like seeing it so in my face (laughs) that's so interesting I don't know that I've ever noticed that in zoom rooms before like myself moving more than other people but maybe I do I don't know I'm I'm always like too distracted to just like stare at the zoom screen I'm always typing in the chat and writing stuff down and so maybe maybe I just haven't even noticed that that's so funny (laughs) yeah now you're gonna start paying attention to it and you're gonna notice it (laughs) (laughs) yeah I mean I have noticed this whole conversation I'm like sitting here rocking back and forth and yeah I have my duck so I'm (laughs) I'm good over here on the side Yep. Stims are always welcome here on the podcast for sure. We love stimming. Um, (laughs) Okay. So let's wrap things up. And I have one last question for you. Um, What do you want people to come away with when it comes to the autistic awakening? Like if they listen to this episode and they are like sort of half listening and they can tell that we're coming to an end. So they're zoning back in and they're paying attention now. What is one thing that you want them to like come away with knowing? I guess I think what I want everyone and like all teachers and grownups is to just stop, is just to stop assuming children are default settings until they prove otherwise. So when you're going through the autistic awakening, initially, you see the questions like, do you make eye contact? Do you move more than other people? But you just live your whole life assuming you're the default setting. And so you're like, I don't know, doesn't everyone hate eye contact? And then you start talking to other people and noticing it in yourself more. And you're like, oh, no, that's not default setting. So I, I really want teachers and, and grownups and anyone who works with children, but anyone ever, just to stop assuming that everyone is default settings until they prove otherwise and just start looking for what their brain flavor is specifically. You know, mm-hmm. don't wait for them to be different. Look for how they are different. Yes. I love that. I absolutely love that. Neurotypical is not the default. That is the whole thrust of the neurodiversity movement is that we have a diverse group of people with different types of brains on this earth. And that's a good thing and should be expected and not hidden away. Totally. Yeah. Well, thank you for that. And thank you so much for this conversation. This has been great. Um, Where can people find you one more time? Um, I am at Love Pixity on TikTok and most other social medias, um, Twitch, 
when I get the spoons, yeah. <laughs> Instagram, that type of place. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Thank you so, so, so much for sharing what you know about autistic awakenings. I love that term and I hope it spreads like wildfire. Thank you so much for having me. I had a lot of fun. As always, thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed the show, make sure you give us a follow over on Spotify, leave review over on Apple podcasts and tune in next Saturday for another amazing episode.